You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. From Devon Funds Management, Monday morning, Greg Smith, how are you? Good morning there, Mike. Now, update us with um, the banks. Am I buying, you, I've got UBS for a billion for Credit Suisse. Is that where we're at? Yeah, I think that's where we're at. So the talk's obviously continuing over the weekend. Um, yeah, the latest report is yeah, around about a billion US dollars is the number uh, for, for your fellow fellow bank UBS to buy them. Now that compares to a market value of $8 billion on Friday, so you can understand that Credit Suisse are, uh, shareholders are sort of less than happy about that. Uh, there's a number of scenarios being looked at. Um, one of them would be a full or partial nationalisation of the bank as a, a backstop. Uh, UBS might just buy part of the bank if it does that, uh, possibly the wealth management unit. So yeah, uh, it's I suppose you know it's it's very important this gets resolved, uh, but it has to you know there's a bit of a balancing act in doing so. You know, Swiss Swiss obviously wants to maintain confidence in its uh, you know ability to sort of attract flows. So um, yeah, very very important. Uh, but obviously they had that lifeline last week, 50 billion US francs uh, by by the national bank. But yeah, something more is needed. Uh, the, actually, the, you look at the banking sector. Obviously, we had uh, the you know the regional banks earlier in the week. So nearly half a trillion dollars has been wiped from the value of bank shares around the world. So that's a fall of around about 15%, uh, worse route since the onset of COVID. So something needs to be done. All hands to the pump, including Mike, it seems, our investment supremo friend Warren Buffett. He's been in touch with Biden uh, to offer his advice, but also talk about investing in the re- regional banks. Uh, he's no stranger to crises, of course, and uh, yeah, he helped bail out Bank, Bank of America going uh, back in 2011. Made about $12 billion in that one, actually. Also, through a $5 billion lifeline to Goldman Sachs in 2008. Uh, so he knows the drill. Authorities sort of know the drill as well. Situation is fluid. You know, there's going to be more developments in the okay. coming days. I suppose particularly interesting, Mike, will be what the Federal Reserve have to say on the matter. Uh, they're due to meet this week and you know, likely to dial the pace of rate hikes back to 25 uh, basis points, or maybe even they pause. But uh, yeah, an evolving situation. Okay, Auckland Airport. Thank God they're doing something with it, although I know the airlines didn't seem overly happy. Yeah, they're not too happy, are they? Yeah, so three, this is a $3.9 billion project, biggest redevelopment since the airport opened in 1966. Uh, domestic terminal, international terminal will be under the same roof. That's the first time since 1977. They're going to extend the eastern end of the terminal. Uh, yeah, it's been going a long time, hasn't it? They first started consulting with airline customers in May 2011, so it sort of gives you <laughs> an idea. Construction, that's going to take about five to six years. They've been through 21 different concept designs. Uh, we're going to have, um, hopefully all those baggage problems will be gone, faster, smarter baggage system, more gates, uh, cutlet, the journey time to a five minute indoor walk between uh, domestic and international, it's also going to create a couple of thousand jobs. Uh, we know the airport hasn't been fit for purpose for a long time, it has been built with a sustainable future in mind, the baggage system that's going to use 50% less power, there's going to be ground units for, uh, for airlines to sort of charge their new low carbon jets. Um, you know, the big thing, and you mentioned the airlines will be who pays and what the, uh, ultimately I suppose the you know, passengers will pay to a certain extent, but yeah, the airlines evidently were quite sort of flabbergasted with the cost. That had been thinking around about a billion dollars, so coming out at $3.9 billion wasn't particularly welcome. Uh, this is going to be sort of decided in terms of the, the, the flow on costs of setting for the next five years. Now that's due to happen by the end of June. So it is coming from a low base. So if you look at the airport, uh, this is what the airport pointed out, is that domestic airport charges typically make up 3 to 4% of the cost of an average domestic airfare. But uh, certainly not happy with the airlines, but yeah, investors not too bothered. Shares in the airport up 0.8% on Friday. They're up uh, 10% year-to-date and above pre-pandemic levels. Okay, what are the numbers? 
Yeah, so we have got the Dow that was uh, that was week, uh, on week on Friday down one point two percent. The Nasdaq down 0.7%, the S&P 500 down 1.1%, Stock 50 in Europe down 1.3% on that Credit Suisse development, it's actually 4% lower for the week. FTSE in the UK, that was down 1%. Nikkei in Japan, bit of green there, up 1.2%, ASX 200 up 0.4%, 6994. Gold and oil going the opposite way, gold on safe haven appeal, that was up 50 bucks, 19.90 an ounce. Oil in the opposite direction. We should be getting to cheaper petrol prices. Oil was down 12% last week, down $1.60 on Friday, 66 spot 74. Kiwi dollar uh, up against most of the major currencies, up 1% against the US, 62 spot 7, 93.6 against Aussie. Uh, and if you look at the back to the NZ50, up 0.2% on Friday, 11,725, unchanged for the week. Rhyming up 5%. We've got the Fed ahead. Also, Mike, a big week in terms of getting the health of the Kiwi consumer. We've got Kathmandu. We've got the warehouse with results. And we've also got consumer confidence and credit card spending numbers. So we're going to get a pretty good read this week. Good stuff. Look forward to it all. Catch up soon. Greg Smith, Devon Funds Management. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.